0: Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. So as Matthew said, 2020 is here. It's like something out of a sci-fi movie, right? But... I don't know, it just, it kind of feels like the world is still the same, right? Like, we were out in the country yesterday, and I was like, the countryside probably looks quite similar to it did a couple hundred years ago, right? It, it hasn't changed as much as I was hoping for, watching all the sci-fi movies growing up, right, Ra? Like, 2020 looked pretty awesome. It's like, you didn't have to do anything. And yet, I still have to sort all of my recycling. I have to put the plastic there, I have to put the paper there. I mean, come on, guys, it's 2020. Can we not figure this out? You like just suck the plastic out, and There's some of you looking at me like I don't sort my recycling. No, that's that's all right. Church is a place for sinners, okay? It's all right. We've got grace here. Um, you you might be a little bit cynical. I I I kind of get a bit cynical. That's probably because I I I'm so bad at keeping resolutions. So I'm like, oh, it's just silly, you know, cliche. Oh, 2020, set a goal and all that stuff. I can get a bit like that, I get a bit, yes, because I'm English, yeah, it is, Matthew, okay. Um, but there is a significant time milestone, and, and as Matthew said, it's not just a new year, it's a new decade. And I, I'm not just saying this, I do feel like we're starting a new cycle. I don't know if that's, I'm pretty sure it's true for the church. I definitely feel it in my spirit as well, like we're starting a new cycle. And the good thing about this new cycle is that I'm a little bit wiser than the previous one. So this time around, I think <laughs> it's going to go a lot better. Um, and I, I'm really excited uh, for, for this, new, this new start. And I think we have to accept that this is a good opportunity. Every day is an opportunity, right? You know, it doesn't matter if today is January. What is it? The 11th or 12th? I forgot. The it's January something, right? And that's my point, is that you know, every year, it, 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 I, Christmas is finished and I think, oh wow, I've got so much holiday left. And then, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've got to go work tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, it just disappears really quickly. And then I, I find like, oh, I said I was gonna plan and I was gonna do this and I was gonna start this on January 1st. But in reality, it doesn't matter. It's just an arbitrary date. But we have to seize these opportunities. We have to look for opportunities, create opportunities. Here, today, we have an opportunity to start some new thinking, uh, new patterns in our life that is going to help us flourish, right? So what we're really looking for as we're heading into a new decade is we're, we're seeking God for a refreshed vision for our life. And our series that we're starting now, Faith-Filled Life, is, is really about encouraging us to seek God in prayer and fasting as we dream for our 2020. I think that's a great thing. So what we're doing is, is we would like to hear from a few members of our family that have experienced God's faithfulness in 2019. I don't know if you remember, but last year, at the beginning of the year, we we did a similar thing where we dreamt together as a church and as families and individuals for our 2019, the year ahead. And we asked God to speak to us. And we wrote down a few points, uh, things that we wanted to see God move in our life, things that we we had longing to see desires in our heart, and, and you've heard, and you've probably heard testimonies in connect groups of how God has just been amazing once again. So many uh, movements, so many prayer answers, so many people have just being a to cross off um, prayer points, and he's really shown his faithfulness. So without further ado, I'd like to invite actually two uh, members of our family up right now. Joe and Steen are going to come up and share with us this morning. Give them a round of applause. <laughs> Awesome, thank you guys for agreeing to <laughs> come and you. share today. Uh, if you know these two individuals, you know that they, they've had quite a 2019. Uh, I think you, you could talk about a number of things today, uh, but I've asked you to share about something that's happened quite recently. So um, just take us back to the beginning of 2019 and uh, walk us through the journey that you've been on this past year, it's, uh, it's been amazing.
1: Um, yeah, uh, good morning everybody. Um, I would just like to see if we can get a collection going to get Matthew a jacket because he has two thighs hanging out of his t-shirt here and I think it's a, it's a bit unfair to start my year off with the self-esteem down here. Um, yeah, so like Justin was talking about, um, we had these, uh, cards, you know, what we wanted to see happen in 2019 and I think we had about four things on there and one of them was a cat that Isaiah wanted, but thankfully the Lord saw fit not to bless us with a cat yet, so, uh. But then the other thing was a home, and since, yeah, I think we counted last night, it was like three and a half years we've been searching for a new apartment, and it is a really tough situation. It's like, because where I come from in America, my friend and I, we wanted to move, we looked online, we were able to move the next week, and we had an apartment that we loved. Like, it was like, like to me, like this was not even like on my radar that it's going to take longer than a week to find somewhere to live. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We were looking for apartments and we were going through this process. We've been on tons of viewings. Like, oh yeah, this could work if we just want to move. But we kept praying, you know, God, just let it be. There are no questions. When we find this home, there are no questions. We just say, yes, that's what we want. It's done. You know, so Every time we saw an apartment, we thought, like, ah, oh, maybe it could be. So we, would, we were about to say yes but I'd say to Steen, or Steen would say to me, ah, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. We told God to just give us no doubt about it. And we're like, ah, oh, that's true. So we had to say no to that. And during this time, there were people in our lives, people in this church that were also looking for homes. And every night, Steen and I pray, and our list always included uh, watch over this family as they were hoping or praying for home, this family as they would like a new home, this family. And and then of course we put ourselves last and like oh God if you have time give us a home too. And as the years went on, okay, that prayer was answered. So it's like, oh wow, this family got a home. And so Steen and I are like, oh, that's praise the Lord. <laughs> it's like, oh, God is good. Amen. It's like it's such like a like you wanna be happy for this family, but it's like, man, like I don't know if you remember, but our name was on that prayer list, too, God. What are you doing? Um, And so it went on like this, and I'm, like, literally three and a half years, and it's like, another person got a home, and then it's, like, we're, like, so happy for them, but then it's, like, oh, we want it, too, you know? So it's, like, ah, we just had to keep praying and keep praying, and we had to keep... It kept feeling like a punch in the gut, but then it's like, a punch in the gut from somebody you love. It's, like, oh, thanks, friend. It's, like... Uh, it's so hard to swallow. Like, you see people have their prayers answered, but still your prayer, which is identical to that prayer that theirs that got answered, is not getting answered. So we just had to keep praying and praying. And I remember sitting on the couch one night with Stina and she was on her phone, and I was doing something very in- intellectual, was like probably playing video games or something. I was doing something very productive. And she, I just remember just seeing out of the corner of my eye, she just went like this. Like, and I was like, yeah, what is it? She was like, oh. Why is everyone else getting homes? And I was like, yeah, that's right. Like, why is everyone getting homes? Like, finally we could just be real with each other. Like, man, those people suck. Why do they get homes and we don't? Wow. So it was like at that moment we were just able just to like, like, just breathe, like, oh, like, why? Like, we didn't have to fake this anymore. It was just like, why? Like, just please, like, we need an answer. Why can't we get a home? We've been looking for years. These people have been looking for weeks or months, and they get it. So it was it was really tough for us to handle. But then we were like, all right, you know, we got that out. We're done. It's out. You know, we're done with that. Let's continue praying. And we prayed, and other people got their home answered. And we're like, all right, cool. You know, our time's coming. Just, you know, keep faith. And sometimes I would have to motivate her to keep faithful. Sometimes she had to motivate me to keep faithful. And it was a good balance that we had. And um, it came up, and um, Steen was like, oh, we have a apartment viewing in Limham. And so I was like, yeah, okay, when is it? And um, she told me, I was like, oh, okay, I'll see if I clear my schedule. I'll clear my schedule. And we went, and like I always have done with these, I'm like, oh, it's like a nice little date we get to have in the middle of the day. Just go out and look at an apartment together, and maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll just go home and cry together. Who knows? <laughs> and then after this one, we were like, oh, yeah, this is nice. Oh, yeah, this is nice. What do you think about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I like that, too. And something that really bugs me is the height of countertops in the kitchen. Because I'm kind of tall, so when I do dishes, and yes, I do dishes. When I do dishes, like, I'm bent down like this. So, like, I like to have a countertop that's, like, a, a good size. And we found this, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty nice. And then we went through all the rooms. And we're like, oh, yeah, this could work, and Isaiah could have that. i like, yeah, okay. And so we were skeptical because we couldn't find anything to where we were, like, definitely not this, you know. So Stina was like, okay, should we say yes, should we say no? And I was like, let's say yes because we can't find anything wrong. And if it's God's will, it's going to happen. The worst thing is going to happen is no, and we have to go look at another one. Like, we're used to that, so we know what we're doing there. So we're like, yeah, okay, let's, let's say yes. And then they contacted us, and we're like, oh, um, or no, we looked the next day, and then you can see, like, what place you are in line for this apartment. And we were number one, and it happened before. We were like, oh, okay, let's wait until tomorrow. We'll probably be like 78 by tomorrow or something like that. And we look tomorrow, was like still number one, we're like, oh my gosh, like are we really about to move, we're like freaking out, and like, oh my gosh, like let's buy a lottery ticket, like maybe our luck has turned. So um, yeah, we got an email, I got the email first, I was at work, because I'm a personal trainer, so I don't really do much, so I just got to look at my emails, so when I looked at it, I was like, oh my gosh, I took a screenshot, I sent this thing, I called the I sent her a text message, like please answer the phone, like what's going on, like is this real? And so she called me back, she like, oh my goodness, is this for real? And I was like, you tell me, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And so like, uh, it was real, and they were like, yeah, could you guys come Thursday and sign the contract? And we were like, we'll come today if you want us to. It was like, we came Thursday and like, signed the contract, and there was, like, it was like, just so smooth. It was like, yeah, we want it, okay, here it is, Sign the contract, done. It was like, all these years of praying and just giving up, sitting on the couch yelling at each other because neither of us have an answer to how this is going to get worked or fixed and just going through seeing other people getting blessed and we have to try to stand strong and still be thankful and grateful that someone that the guy that God can work in someone else's life although we weren't getting the work we wanted and it's just a lot of just like te- like there's a testing time really but then like in the end it all worked out we're moving march 2nd and it's uh yeah just glory to god like literally so it's awesome But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, what's been going on in our lives, yeah, but, yeah, thank you, thank you. they're they're good, they're good, yeah, they're up here so you can just stay in and eat too, also, yeah, counters are good. They got a check mark on that one. How awesome was that? Yeah.
0: What an example you guys are. I mean, standing, you weren't sharing, but I know that just as Joe said. You guys have been supporting know. each other through this whole process. And uh, Anaziah, too, I'm sure he's been giving you pep talks oh, yeah. every day, right? And it, I see a lot of similarities, as if you know, me and Lynn's uh, journey. And I know you guys are always encouraging us. We're praying for you. And now it's good to know how you actually felt when we got a house. <laughs> no, I really, we, we appreciate these guys so much. So happy for you. And um, we'll have to get you up and share about the other point sometime so much God is doing in your life, and let's just quickly pray for them, yeah? Let's just stretch our hands. Lord, we, we, just, we thank you for this incredible, awesome family, Lord. We thank you, Father, that, Lord, we, we might feel like you're not hearing our prayers sometimes, but you always hear our prayers, Lord. You never give up. We might be tempted to give up, Lord, but I thank you, Lord, that this is just a story where you show your faithfulness, Lord, that we just stick and, and, and hold fast, Lord, God, you will give us the desires of our heart, Lord. I just thank you how you've blessed them, Lord, just beyond what they could think or imagine, Lord. And well, we just pray that this would just um, help uh, them grow as, as a couple, Lord, in wisdom and understanding and, and trust of you in, in their walk and in their journey, Lord, that in this year they will continue to see you move and, and answer prayers Lord, and continue to dream as a family, Lord, God, about their future, Lord. We thank you for them, Lord. We bless them. In your mighty name, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cheers, guys. <laughs> thank you. Fantastic. So we're going to be hearing more uh, stories. There, there are so many. Uh, next week and the week after, we're just going to be just weaving in some of these testimonies because it's really encouraging for us as we're dreaming for 2020 uh, that God Ultimately, we see that God is a good God, that God hears our prayers, and that God is moving. You know, sometimes things take a while, as you hear, three and a half years of searching. But if we just hold uh, fast to the, the dreams that we have, the things that God's spoken in our life, we will see them come to pass. And we need each other to stay stay the course, right? We need each other encouraging us, just like Joe and Steena, encouraging each other when, when times when we start to doubt, when we start to feel like, Things are really distant. Uh, We need those voices in our life. Amen? So uh, I have a scripture that I, like a main scripture that I want to share for today. Um, You're probably quite familiar with it. It's a fantastic passage. Um, I've used it many times. It's uh, Hebrews 12. It says here, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you, you will not grow weary and lose heart. Isn't that fantastic? You know, what Paul did in Hebrews 11, the chapter before that, is that he, he really uh, painted a blueprint of what was possible in, when we live a life of faith, when we journey in faith. And there's so many examples of stories from the Bible And we could write our own examples of people in this church who have done their own journey that have, by faith, laid claim to the dreams and desires of their heart. And he he showed that what he really wanted to, I, I think, as he was writing this letter, is that he wanted us to get a vision, a vision of how God works, a vision of the possible, if we just live that life of faith. Amen. He knew that there was a, a race that is marked out for each one of us. There is a prize. There is a finish line that our lives should progress towards. But we have to have a vision if we are to endure, if we're going to stay the course, if we're going to push past opposition that we might find, it, that if we're going to not grow tired and disillusioned when things don't seem to be going our way. We have to constantly remember why we're we doing it. What is the joy that is set before us? I believe it's a vision of Jesus. And when we cherish his presence above all else, that is a strength to us to achieve everything else. It's, um, it's like the knowledge of coming home to your family, I think. They, they are my priority, they're the thing that I cherish most here on this earth, and so they give me strength. I know many of you could probably say the same thing. When I'm having a bad day at work, when I, I just push through because I know I can come home to my family, I cherish that. And just that knowledge, no matter what happens, I have my family. That is a source of joy and strength to me. Can you can you understand that can you, you You resonate with that, right? That I can draw, in any situation, I can draw strength from my family because that is something that... I I cherish above all else just to be with my family. And in the same way, as I cherish Jesus, I cherish the presence of God in my life and the love that he has for me and and the acceptance that he has for me and the fact that he is for me, I can stand against anything that might be against me, right? As we start this new decade, what better way to make sure that we have a clear... uh, um, We have to make sure, sorry, that we have a clear vision for our future, the ironic thing is, I printed out my notes on a printer that has very low ink, so I'm having a very hard time <laughs> seeing my text right now. Which and the message is about vision today, so um, <laughs> without vision, people, businesses, churches, and nations can lose their way. Right. Uh, we're talking a lot about it right now. What's your vision for this year? What is your goals? We have to set it. We have to have a clear idea of where we're going, understanding. It makes sense, right? With vision, we find life. We find hope. We find a meaning. Negativity, though, comes in the vacuum of hope. When, when that is absent, negativity can creep in. Why are we doing this? Where are we going? When people lose their vision, they lose their hope. People like progress. They like a vision. They, they like something to go in towards, not looking back. This is why God gives us dreams and visions, so that we have something to aspire to. We have something that we're, we are longing for, that we're, we're reaching for in our life. We have to, if we, if we want to be alive, if we want to be living a healthy life, uh, we need to be preoccupied with our future rather than dwelling on our past. We need to be future orientated, right? Over and over in the scriptures, we can see it, that God tells us to lift up our eyes. He, to, he, he reminds us not, not to look down, not to be downcast, but to lift up our eyes and see what he sees. He wants us to see what he is doing. He wants to, to us to see what is possible in him. And we see from his perspective, faith arises. That's when we can live a faith-filled year that we're talking about today. It it's, starts and, and it's maintained with the right vision. My mum my recently visited us, and you know, we're talking about, you know, we're in a house now. We've got two kids, how time flies. Her little Justin is a two-time daddy. He's got a home. Wow. It, we're, we're, what happened? You know, she are talking about when I was a kid and all these things. Um, and the thing about my mum is that she's at that age now where she needs her glasses to see all the small details. And I'm I'm starting to feel think about age now because it's like, okay, I've got the house now. I've got kids. I guess I'm not young anymore. Uh, I'm heading in that direction. And, and so I asked my mum, because I've always had perfect 2020 vision. And um, I asked my mum, so when did you start wearing glasses? When did you need glasses? And she said, oh, it was around about 45. And then I was like, whoa, that's not far away. <laughs> I'm gonna need glasses soon. And that kind of unnerved me a little bit. A, a bit like maybe some of you thinking about losing your hair, right? <laughs> I, I was like, uh, I, I, was, I, st- I started to get a bit anxious, like, oh no, I'm gonna have to wear glasses. Like, th- this is the one thing I've like had, you know? Because a lot, a lot of people with glasses on like, what are you complaining about? You know, I've had glasses for 20 years. But hey, I lost my hair when I was 21. Okay, give me my sight, at least, all right? You know? So I, yeah, I, I kinda, I, I'm a little bit concerned about losing my 2020 vision because um, it's such uh, a precious thing, right? To be able to see things. You know, your sight is something, for those with glasses, I mean, your sight is something that us with that are non-visually impaired can easily take for granted, that I can see everything um, within reason. And when I first started dating Lynn, uh, she had to wear lenses and uh, glasses on occasion. And so I often would get super frustrated with her because we'd be out somewhere and I, I, I love to spot things. I'd just like, oh, wow, look at that bird. And she's like, what, what, what? And I'm just like, you missed it. Ah. and I I'd, I'd, I'd just get really upset with her. And then after a while, I had to realize it's like it's not really her fault. She can't see. <laughs> it's like so. Then I had I to just kind of temper my expectations. So I would just like look at things and not mention it. Yeah, you know, nothing, nothing. It's like super cool. She didn't even see it, right? So I had to accept that. But um, it's something that she was really wanting to fix because her younger sister had uh, laser eye surgery. So when as soon as we got jobs and had money, that was one of the first things we did. We invested for her to get her eyes sorted so that she could see. Properly, and um, that she could see uh, further and clearer, and and so I think that that's such a sound investment if you can do that. And it's it's kind of it's quite ironic today that I I was that way with Lynn in the beginning because today it's Levi that's always complaining that I don't see things. You know, if you, those of you who were kids, they're they're so persistent when they see something that they think is fascinating. We have to acknowledge that we saw it. Right? It's like Dad, Dad, look, look. A, a, a rubbish van, a rubbish van. I'm like, yeah, 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 Levi, I saw it. It's not enough to say like, oh, wow. It's, that's not enough. You have to physically turn your head and show him that you are looking and giving your full attention to that rubbish van uh, that is amazing because it has lights on it, right? It's, you can't just glance out. He doesn't understand that I, I have like peripheral vision. I can see it out the corner of my eye. No, you have to give it your full attention, right? And it's kind of like being back in my driving test days. I don't know what it's like here, but in in England, I failed so many tests because they said, oh, you weren't checking your mirrors. I was like, I was checking my mirrors. I was checking them like this. (laughs) That's not enough because they can't see your eyes, apparently, that we need to fix that in 2020, right? (laughs) You have to actually turn your head and go, I'm looking at that mirror, I'm looking up at that mirror, I'm looking at that mirror, and otherwise they'll assume that you aren't looking, right? You have to give it your full attention. You can't just glance at it for some reason. Of course, nobody does that once they get the license, right? <laughs> and so as a double-baron, I can kind of relate to that feeling of kind of seeing someone, but not really you know, just kind of glancing at someone, but not really giving them your full attention because you guys know how I am after church on Sunday. It's like... I might be talking to you, but I'm my attention is elsewhere, right? It's like I'm talking to Francis, and I'm saying, hey, Francis, yeah, that's really cool, that's really cool. But I'm looking at Levi, and I'm like, uh, yeah, oh, what is Levi doing? Okay, sorry, Francis, i got to go. And he, he's just, like, accepted it by now, like, like many of you have, that I don't have, you don't have my attention, right? This is just the way it is, unfortunately, for people with young kids. But... You know, there's, there's, um, there's a passage in the Bible in Exodus 3 where Moses saw a strange sight. Uh, he saw a bush that was on fire that didn't burn up. That's a pretty cool thing. So that would be something that Levi would be like, hey, check that out. Check that out. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 it's just a bush. But Moses did something when he, he saw that burning bush. He thought, that's peculiar. I'm going to go over and see what it is. What's going on over there? And when the interesting thing is when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him and God spoke to him. You see, God speaks when we give him our attention. When we not just glance at him, not just go, yeah, that's cool, God. No, we actually give him our attention. He speaks to us. Isn't that incredible? The greatest revelation, in my opinion, I haven't got scripture support. There's probably could find one if I had thought about it. The greatest revelation I think that we can get in life is that we are loved. I believe that. I was like, in love, we find acceptance, we find value, we find identity, we find purpose. There is something about the revelation of love that is so powerful that it makes the most, it makes for the most moving stories, right? When people discover that they're loved, that they're actually loved by their father, they're, they're, that someone is in love with them, that someone desires them, that someone has affection for them. That's what moves us, right? It stirs all of us, right? It. That's the tearjerker moment it's, it's what we all long for. The truth is that we are all loved by a heavenly Father, so much that whilst we were sinners, even when we were doing bad stuff, he sent his son, his only begotten son, to die in our stead. We all know that, right? We know that scripture. But even knowing that, it's so easy to lose sight of how cherished we really are. We can fail to see what God sees. And um, Joe actually shared uh, a really beautiful e- SMS exchange. I don't know if you remember it, a couple of weeks ago. Anyone else see it? You know what I'm talking about? It was between him and Stina. And uh, I wasn't gonna show it, but then I thought maybe I'm violating GDPR, so I'm not gonna put it up there. Uh, privacy laws, you know, these things. <laughs> um, but she was basically doing what they were talking about. She was encouraging Joe in, in whatever he was facing at work that day, and uh, he, he, he did thing, he shared it and I thought it was just really beautiful, just a wife encouraging her husband and Joe wrote wrote something in the comment that I thought was just uh, awesome, he said this um, on my next page he said, when that love of my life realizes I'm doubting something and she notices I can't see the positive, she hits me with that love, when you couldn't see the positives Stina hit you with that love. That is what we need in our life. We need those kind of people around our lives because sometimes we struggle to see. We, we're so busy and we're so like fighting with this stuff in front of us. We need people to come alongside and just kind of like turn our head and show us. Help us see. Remind us of how far we've come. Look how far you've come. Look what God is doing in your life. Look at all the good things and focus on on the pure, the lovely, the, the things that are fruitful in your life. You know, don't get downcast. Lift up your eyes. So what we need in our life. You know, on the 30th of this month, we will have a prophetic night. And we will pray for one another. And that's really what it's all about is, is that God is using people um, to affirm us, to encourage us. Minister words of encouragement is such, is, is such a beautiful thing. It's just, they're just getting a glimpse of what God sees. I see this in your life. I see this in your future. And we can live on just that glimpse. God, I believe, at the beginning of this year, beginning of this decade, he wants to show us more. He wants us to really see. He wants us to see this church, how he sees it. You know, we're well, a pretty good church. Yeah. We're doing all right. We're just getting a little glimpse. If we honestly saw what God saw for this church, it would break our heart. Honestly, if we saw what God saw in, in the people in this church, we'd be blown away. I know that because whenever I ask God to, to show me something, he always blows me away. He'll leave me in tears, but not tears of sorrow, but tears of joy. Just thinking, wow, God, you are truly amazing. Your creation, your plans, your purposes, they're beautiful. Amen. Amen. So that's what we're going to be doing on the prophetic night on the 30th of this month. And it's always a huge encouragement when others allow the Holy Spirit to minister through them. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He shows. He shows the way to Jesus. He, he reveals to us, and he, and he works through people. And it's amazing uh, sharing as they share what God shows them. What people get is just a glimpse. It's just a piece of the puzzle, but we can live on that. And, and often that's all we need. We just need a glimpse. We just have to give God our attention. And let him show us. So I don't know about you, but I'm keen for God to refresh my life's vision. I feel like I, I, I'm ready for that. I want, I want a refreshing of it because I just know that it's good, right? Are we truly seeking here today? Are we truly seeking what God sees over our lives? If we were to have no, If we were to have that picture, we would have no trouble running our race with perseverance, just as Jesus did. We would have no trouble enduring all kinds of opposition as Christ had to. We could even love our enemies if we saw what God saw. We could even do that. What do we need for 2020? 2020 vision? Some of you say that would be nice. You're struggling with your sight. But no, actually, we need to seek God to see what he sees. And that's what we're going to be doing as we fast and pray in this series we're going to ask God show us what you see. I want to see what you see for my life, for my future, for my family, for my community, my church. Show me, God. Why would you not want to see it? It's awesome. That's what we're looking for. That's what our focus is as we head into this year to have a faith-filled year. First, we need to have a refreshed vision from God. That is why we're setting this focus this month. This is why we're doing it. this is why we're taking this opportunity. To seek God's vision for our life. If I see what God sees, I will have the faith. I will have the grace. I will have the perseverance to run my race this year. I'll have everything I need. How often do we fail to see and give thanks for the everyday? I feel I'm guilty of that all the time. I don't know about you guys. Blessings that we have received. It's so easy to take it for granted. A lot of you have been asking me, so how how is it? to be in your house, I'm like, yeah, it's great. I think I'm kind of underselling it a little bit, right? You know, this house that I've been waiting years for, it's, yeah, it's great. And it really is this, I just kind of feel like I'm too busy to divulge all the details and maybe you don't want to hear it. But if I do like what Joe and Sina did today and I, and I actually focus on, yeah, God, what have you actually done here? And I really think about it. I really think about what he has given me. I'd be blown away because he's given me more than what I asked for, for or imagined. It, it, it just, he's blessed us so abundantly, but so often we're just too busy to even notice. It's like, yeah, thanks, God, that was awesome. Moving on, busy, got an agenda. Every now and then we need to stop and take stock. We need to see what God has done in our life, and it will blow us away. You know, some people like my mum, she's like my favorite illustration person this season. I don't know why. Uh, she prays for every silly little thing. My mum prays for everything. Uh, you know, uh, her, her most popular one is to pray for parking spaces, right? And having borrowed at Matthew's car this past month, I can kind of understand the frustration trying to find it. Uh, so my mum is like always like, Dear Lord, open up a parking space for me. And, and, I kind of feel like, yeah, is God really interested in that? You know, he's got a lot, you know, he's trying to figure, he's trying to fix Australia's bushfires, and there's a, he's got bigger things on his mind. Is he really interested in a parking space? I mean, just wait. But it just always seems to be like with my mum, as soon as she says amen, somebody decides to go home, and then she gets a parking space, right? And And so I've kind of always struggled with, like, yeah, maybe my prayers need to be a bit more substantial, a bit more serious, right? So, like, I kind of treat God like, I want to collaborate with God on the big projects, right? You know, like, big things. <laughs> not the small little, he's not interested in that. Hey, let's build a big church. You know what I mean? Let, let, let's um, let um, see, like, a whole list of people get saved. Like, these are the big things. This is the things he's really interested in. He's not interested in small details, right? But, so some people would ask, like, should we pray for the small things? You see, one thing I see in my mom's life is that she lives a a life of gratitude for the everyday moments in life because she involves God in literally everything. Like, she doesn't wait for a, a, a big opportunity. Okay, here's where I need God. This one, I can't do it on my own. She involves God in her everyday life. She lives a life, of great, a life of gratitude. Well, and isn't prayer really just simply talking to God every day, doing life together, not waiting for a big renovation project? The founder of 24-7 Prayer, uh, Pete Greek, said this. He says, when you pray about the small things in life, you get to live with greater gratitude. Because if you pray for it, you'll give thanks for it as well. And you're like, you know, well, yeah, our Lord, you know, thanks for that thing you gave me a couple of years ago, the big thing that we worked on together. But, you know, this is just everyday life. The life just happens. And, and so I'm not grateful for everyday life because I'm not involving God in my everyday life. I'm doing this on my own. Take that opportunity to involve God in your everyday life. Let him show you what he's doing every day. Because it's not enough for us to be grateful for just the big life-changing things. You know, if I was a, uh, if, if, I, if I was like that with Lynn in my relationship, imagine I was like, "Oh, I'm so grateful, Lynn, for that child labour thing." You know, when we did, de- you delivered Eden six months ago. That was awesome. If, if that was the only thing that I showed gratitude for, but then I'm not grateful for the everyday things she does to make my life better and help me out. It wouldn't be a very good relationship, right? And sometimes that's how we treat God. It's like, oh, thank you for that big prayer answer. I'll let you know if I need help on another big project sometime in the future. We don't show gratitude for the everyday thing. Thank you, God, for my job. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my connect group. Thank you for my family. Thank you for today went well, went better than yesterday. Thank you that I actually had a good night's sleep for the first time this week. Do we do that? We don't involve God in small details, right? But maybe we should. Maybe we need to turn aside, give him our attention more often, involve him in our life, right? Paul ended his letter to Philippians with this charge. In Philippians 4, he said, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. I want to go into this year, and I I want to be like that. You know what I mean? I want to focus on the positive. I want want to focus on the things that are missing. I want to focus on the things that I have, the things that God is doing. I I, I want to give praise for that. I want to see multiplication of that. I want to live that kind of life where I I have a thankfulness and a gratitude for what God is doing in my life every single day. Not just what he did six months ago. You want to achieve any dream in life, there there will be pain, there will be opposition, but how do you maintain, how do you hold on to that vision? For that, I mean, you have to fight for it, of course, but I also need to just be operating in gratitude, operating in thankfulness for the everyday, because otherwise, it's so easy to grow despondent. We need people coming alongside us, as I said, encouraging us, showing us what God shows them, encouragement, it, it illuminates the vision in our hearts. It reminds us the godly vision. Without this, when challenges come, our sight will be dimmed. It's only because Jesus saw that joy set before him that he could find the strength to continue, to endure the cross. What hope do we have if we lose sight of the joy that lays ahead? That is why... We must prioritize his presence. We must prioritize involving God in our everyday life. We must prioritize giving Him the praise he distur- deserves for what he's doing in our lives on a daily basis, what he has given us already. If we can operate in thankfulness for what he's already done, we'll have no doubt that he'll show himself faithful for what is yet to happen. Amen. I'd just like to invite the band up as we come to a close. You know, in uh, Psalm 78, the, the people of Israel became rebellious because they did not remember the goodness of God and all he had done for them. They did not remember because no, nobody was reminding them. So he urged the congregation to speak faith through the sharing of testimonies. And these next few weeks, as we continue to hear stories, we could multiply these stories, and I'm, I'm sure you have them. And please be sharing them in connect groups, and as you get coffee with each other, just, just speak of what God is doing in your life. You know, we all have something that God is doing. Every, even in the darkest of seasons, there's things that God is doing in our life. Speak of those things. Give praise for them. And we'll hear these stories how God honored the prayers of our cards in 2019. And we remember as we enter this new decade, as, as we start to dream again, as we ask God to refresh our vision, that in a world full of negativity, it's everywhere you look, that God, our God, is ultimately a good God. He's a good God. This month is a vision month for us as a church. But we don't just want you to hear a vision, but we want you all, we want each and every one of us to be people of vision. We want you to see what God sees. So we need to collectively to seek God, show us what you see, God. Show us what you see for my life. Show us what you see for this church. That is how we build the church. It's called We call it vision builders because you've got to have a vision. You've got to see what God sees. If you don't see what God sees, you can have a hard time sticking it out. Let's just stand and pray as we come into a close now. maybe you recognize yourself in some of the things I've been saying today Um, I know for a fact that God got my attention this week as I was preparing for this message I said God just show me and he started to show me stuff and as he showed me I just broke down in tears and and I believe that He wants to show each and every one of us in the same way. He wants to show us what He is doing. Show us how much He loves us. Show us how much He is for us. So if you would, just open your hearts to the Holy Spirit right now. Lord, you see how we've got preoccupied maybe with busyness. Lord, we've just been running fast into this year. We have our agendas. We have things that we need to take care of. We have responsibilities, and you understand that, God. But, Lord, we want to just ask for forgiveness. So we want to pr- repent of the times that we haven't you given you the time of day. We haven't, we've maybe just glanced. We've maybe just said, that's cool, God. But we haven't really turned aside. We haven't really given you our full attention. And, Lord, you understand And I thank you that there's grace in that, Lord, that when we do actually take that opportunity to turn aside, to seek you, Lord, the Lord, you hold nothing back, that you will show us. Thank you that you help us as we start this year, as we commit to seeking you, as we inquire of you, to to prioritize your presence in everyday life, as, as we start this new decade, As we lift up our eyes to you, I thank you that as we see you and we experience you, we find strength, God. I thank you that the joy of the Lord, the joy of knowing you, the joy of your presence, that is our strength. Help us, Lord, to find courage in your presence, Lord, courage for our future. Thank you that everything we need is found in you, Lord. Our love is found in you. Jesus, help us to see others. Help us to have your eyes, Lord, eyes of faith, to see the beauty of what you see in your creation, in your church. Let us share your heart this year, Lord God. Let us see clearer, Lord. Let us be people of vision, Lord. Lord, we lift our eyes to you. You are the exalted one. We believe in your faithfulness. We've seen your faithfulness. We've seen your goodness, Lord. So therefore, we commit to joining together as your church, as your community, as your body, in seeing your name lifted high in this city, in this region, in the lives of people around us, Lord. We say, Lord, your will be done, Lord God. Your kingdom come in Malma, in Skona, as it is in heaven, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus.